It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Follow the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Alright, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech coming to you live from Cupertino. In fact, San Jose tonight as we uh, wind down from a very big day at the launch of uh, Apple's new products. I'm joined here each and every week and especially here in San Jose by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day mate. G'day Trevor. It's been quite a day. Uh, it's been a long day. But we thought, for the fans, we've got to still do this podcast. Is that right? I insisted on that, Trevor. Yeah, we do it. We do it thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And, and Stephen's right. I, um, I'll, I'll put my hand in the air and say, mate, I'll, we'll do it tomorrow. That's what I said. Yeah. And so, then... And then, and then I've come back with a, for the fans. Let's get it done. So uh, you are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. This episode is a hundred percent about uh, the launch of Apple's new products here in Cupertino. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So before we talk about the specific products, let's let's go broad on this whole thing and talk about the, the event. We talked last week about the the importance of this venue, but in terms of an event, this was. This was big. I've, I've, been, I've only been to three of these. You've been to many, so we'll, we'll talk about scale. But I don't think there's there's been something this big. Um, it was a massive venue. The the thing that struck me was they just went, you know, similar similar to always a video, but then just brush all of the you know company updates and go. We're getting straight into it. Within five minutes, we had the iPhone six yeah. being announced, and within forty five minutes, we were into one more thing. Yeah. So it was huge. Straight away, we knew that they had a lot of stuff to cover, and that was the best indication for me. Where he said, "Look, the updates. As far as the updates go." We're going great, is what, simply what he said. Uh, that, that, that really, that, that sort of made everyone laugh and really set the tone for the day then. And we knew, I think we knew straight away then that we were going to announce something more than just the iPhone. And uh, yeah, as, as you were saying, like within minutes, well, wow, these new iPhones were uh, on the screen. So we, we had the big, the Flint Centre for Performing, Performing Arts, big, uh, big theatre um, for, for the keynote itself. And then there was this mysterious white building outside where um, after the keynote, we were able to go in and very much was set up um, similar to a retail store in some senses. But a, a very, very impressive bit of uh, construction, given that it was really just, you know, two or three rooms. But the, the, they went to that much trouble, you know. It was a temporary structure. It was actually build, built right opposite the Flint Centre entrance. It's actually a, a garden, that, that little square. And uh, it was just a pure white building, no Apple markings or colours. You know, normally when they have it at the Yerba Buena Centre, they, they cover the front with colours and, and decoration. This was just... A less is more approach, all white. Everyone was wondering what is it, and we kind of we we cottoned on to the fact it was going to be the demo area. But um, no, you're right. The excitement of this thing. There was a lot of people there, a lot more than normally would be at the Yerba Buena Center, which is where they do the iPad launches. And you know, it was a local venue for Apple, so they're able to bring a lot of employees as yeah, well, which which adds to the to the to the venue. The Literally up the road from Apple HQ. I think we drove past it in the bus on the way there. Uh, so there was a lot of Apple people there. I think I was talking to Craig Federighi, you know, uh, the guy who presented at WWDC. Uh, chatting with him in the line and uh, a lot of Apple employees, as you said, uh, but also a lot of journalists. I think from I think I was told there was more than 500 journalists here too from around the world, obviously yeah. all, all all corners of the globe. 
but uh, we, we, we were there pretty early. I think we had breakfast and a drink, a coffee, and uh, the excitement just started to build from there. And then once we were in, and you know, started spot on ten o'clock, and we were into it. Before we talk about the product specifically, let's let's just talk about the one more thing for a moment. Um, you know, he got through the, um, the 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 phone announcement, and then he said, "You know, we've we've done enough here. That, that, that we could easily call it a day. That's a pretty big announcement." Um, and then you could feel this. He paused. He was very well well orchestrated. He paused. You could feel the excitement in the room. And then up on the screen came the words, one more thing. And he said it. Um, he literally, you know, cheered and, and gestured to the crowd. It is interesting because, and I've had this question a couple times on the radio today, did we think that was really ever going to happen again because it was a Steve Jobs line? And I, I, my opinion is I think he had to do it to give it the significance of, of such a new product, do you feel? So? Yeah, I agree. I think I think uh, Tim Cook really kind of grew into the role as uh, more than ever today as CEO. I think it was this is with the one more thing, which is as you said, a little catchphrase of Steve Jobs whenever the feature event was about to be unveiled. Um, he, I think, since he becomes CEO, these are the, the being the biggest product releases they've had. Oh, the the watch, the the Apple Watch is a totally new product. Steve was there for the iPhone. Steve was there for the iPad. So this That's is right. this, this is defining. This was his. This was his kind of baptism as the proper as the CEO. All all the doubts about whether he could lead this company into the future, I think, today were totally totally absolved. They were totally yeah. solved out today. He absolutely stood up and and delivered today. All right, and we'll talk about how the thing ended um, a little later because it uh, ended just as spectacularly as it uh, as it went through uh, here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So let's kick it off. iPhone. Um, so I'm going to stay straight from the start. I was wrong. You were right. I was the fonts. Wrong. I just so so they've announced two phones: the iPhone six and the iPhone six plus. Uh, the iPhone six is a four point seven inch phone. The, the iPhone six plus is a five point five inch behemoth um, phablet. I hate the word, but we're going to use it. Um, and, and look, they're they're essentially not hugely different in terms of what's inside them you know better processor lighter better camera all those things for me the standard i've been talking about today has been two things and um, we'll talk about the payment technology specifically but tap and go is in there so nfc's in there and the design these are these are beautiful new design you can you can see johnny ive all over it it's a rounded edge it's a rounded construction even the screen is rounded so it's smooth on your thumb as you come across it's it's a radical new design which which gives it value and it has the the tap and go in it Broadly, though, it is it is an entrance into the larger phone market. Absolutely, I think. Well, how long have we said? And and Apple would have known this. Where all, all these other companies uh, bringing out these five inch devices, and and that was that was the feature that was drawing iPhone users away from the iPhone. Was that we've heard that screen? We yeah. want. I want a bigger screen now. With the release of these two two new products, they've taken that excuse off the table now. So yeah. there's no excuse now. If you want a big screen, hello, they've got one. And to put it in in, in perspective, the 4.7 is smaller than a Samsung Galaxy S5. The 5.5 oh, is smaller, no, but yeah. but it is. And and the 5.5 uh, Plus is is bigger than a, the Galaxy S5, but similar to the to the Note. So they've literally, if if that if size is an issue for you, then they've taken away that kind of sense of maybe wanting to go to Android because you wanted a bigger screen. Absolutely. Well, I had I had a chance to go on the hands-on and 
what struck me first of all, apart, obviously apart from the size of the screen, was how thin they are. Oh, the, the thin, the thin far. Six point nine millimeters for the for the um, iPhone six. Just noticeably thin. It was like picking up an iPod Touch. You know how thin the iPod yes. Touch is. It was that slender, and that was very impressive to hold in your hand. The rounded edges, that that great look and feel, uh, was all over it. The new volume buttons on the side, rather than the, the round buttons, the elongated buttons. They've also relocated the uh, the the sleep wake key from the yeah. top to the side. Reason for that is because Apple is still concerned that people, customers still want to be able to use most of the features one-handed. So in, in the case of the 5.5-inch device, there is a there is a, an accessibility kind of uh, function where if you're looking at a website, double-tapping the home screen brings the top of the website to the middle of the screen, so it's in within reach of your thumb. Mm. That's another reason why they relocated the button to the side so you can still grab it one-handed. And that's a new gesture, really, isn't it? And we're not talking about pushing the home button. You literally just tap your finger as if you're doing a fingerprint scan over the home button twice. Just double-tap. Double touch of the of the home button will give you that um, that accessibility um, for to bring the screen down. I got to say, mate, I picked up the the iPhone six plus and immediately put it down. It's too big. I think it's. I've just never been a fan of the of the of the Note style yeah. device, and so it is hard because I don't see it. I don't see the market for it, but clearly there is a market. Well, I'm I'm the opposite, mate. I think I saw the five point five and I thought, look, that's my future phone. I think um, I don't know what that says about me wanting a big phone. But, um, but anyway, I, size is not important. That's why I'm going for the four points. I'm not compensating for anything, by the way. I, I do like just a big phone. But uh, I, I felt like I don't have overly large hands or anything. But there are photos of you me have man hands. hands. I do have man hands. I don't. I, I, I did. There are photos of me actually holding the five point five. And that, look, that's not too big in your hand. It's it's. I could still curl my fingers around uh, the other side and. Uh, now, I, that felt comfortable to me. I, I thought that the curved edge on the screen, it's, it seems, like that's a full HD screen, don't forget, 5.5. Not 1920 by 1080. And, and the PPI is only 401 on the 5.5. But to me, and, and we've seen the G3s and the S5s and all these these screens. That, it just that, looked that vibrant claim, though, didn't it? They claim to have this higher PPI, but this looked sharper than any screen I've ever seen. I Isn't don't know what it is. That's very interesting because a lot of um, a lot of manufacturers go by the numbers, right? We have this PPI, pixels per inch. We have this resolution. We have all this. And you look at them, they are beautiful. But damn, the minute you pick up this phone, you go, wow. Um, you know, Retina was one thing. Retina HD is another. It, it, it's just something they do with these devices. I had the conversation with someone today and... Um, and he said his wife is, is about to buy the Samsung Galaxy S5 because she likes the look of it. And I said, well, listen, bad time to just make a purchase like that without waiting. You've got a week to wait. Um, pick it up, feel it in the store, and decide whether maybe one of these is, is right for you. Because it, do you remember um, this time last year, um, we both went to the, the Apple store for the launch of the iPhone 5. And I walked yes, in, 5S, yeah. the 5S, and that was the first time I'd held it. Oh, Unbelievable! Couldn't imagine that 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 when the five came out that it would feel that way. Mm -hmm. I just think that's what's going to happen with people with the, with the six and the six plus. They're going to go, oh, really? It's that thin? Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing we should point out too with the with the bigger. Now, this is a feature, as I believe, the iPhone six plus allows you to have your home screen in landscape mode. Correct. The four point seven does not. So that Correct. that is that is. Uh, so what we're saying here is those icons that are always down the bottom of your uh, device, um, the, the the sticky icons, they actually go to the side like, like a your iPad. Like, like you're using on your iPad. Yes, but the iPad doesn't do that. Yes, it does. It does. You can go in landscape and portrait mode. 
No, but the but the um, oh, no, but the buttons the, bottom, the buttons right. don't yeah, relocate. You're right, you're right. So on an iPad, the buttons don't relocate; they stay on the bottom. Whereas so I think just for symmetry, they've sort of stayed there because it's only going to go over the width of the bottom there. But um, that's handy because it's not just like a, a uh, it's not a cosmetic thing. What they've done is they've actually some of the apps have been optimized to do that. So your messages and your email take on the look of of the mail on your on your iPad or on your computer. So you've got your inbox on the left and the act, active message on the right hmm. so they haven't just filled it in like a lot of android apps do when you know on a bigger screen they just fill it with nothing yeah. they've actually thought about it because they, if they did that they would be going against their own conversations of the last few years where they bag android for doing exactly that funny that they they did not mention android once no, no mention of any other brand it was all about them today i think that's smart because in the end let's be clear there's a lot of following going on here um, there's a lot of stuff here that they're not first at. In fact, most Absolutely. of it. And and I, th- I, you know what? I don't think Apple have a problem with that. I think Apple. And I said this today about the payment technology. If, let's let's just talk about that. NFC is the is the near field communication. It's the stuff that's in your little credit card that allows you to tap and go at the service stations. It's in Samsung phones. It's in HTC. It's in Sony. It's been there for a couple of years. Been there for years. Yeah. Yes. Um, we we talked about the iPhone five maybe having NFC. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Initially today, when they wrapped up the I iPhone, tweeted that I'm thinking, what? No NFC? They wrapped up the yes. announcement of the iPhone 6 without any mention of NFC. And, and then they went specifically into an Apple Pay conversation, yes. which is their way of describing tap-and-go payments. Yes. So, um, And this is interesting. Samsung have this as well, where they've kind of integrated with the apps and a couple of the banks, and you can use your phone in that way. Mm-hmm. But... I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do it. I don't know that I've seen it hit mainstream. Well, and I think that's what's different here. When Apple does something, exactly. it happens on scale. It happens. It becomes mainstream, and it becomes socially acceptable Absolutely. to put your phone up for payment. What have we always said? I've often said it in the anticipation of the watch, which we'll talk to in a second. Once Apple do something for a large number of consumers, it's official. Think, okay. Well, how long has Correct. this been going on? Yes. So now that <laughs> Apple's done it, uh, the mobile payments. Now people are going to say, "Oh, hang on! Can you do that? Can you?" Like unaware that they probably had a phone that you they that you could do it anyway. It was it was possible. It was validated that mm. technology now. Now that Apple are doing it, everyone's thinking, "Well, it must be okay then." Yeah. And so the 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 process. Oh, look, I don't want to go to great detail, but it is a little bit different to to standard. It's essentially you you're putting your credit cards into Passbook. Passbook does a validation with your bank. And that's why it's only launching in the US initially. So we have to wait for it to launch in Australia. It does a validation with the bank and then it kind of makes it acceptable so that it's it's really a, um, a direct transaction between the, the PayWave terminal and the phone that doesn't include your credit card details. It's like a, a special transaction it number. It generates a one-off code Correct. for each transaction so that... Hmm. Each transaction, if they did actually see the transaction, that number would be meaningless next to it. Apple don't know where you are, what you're spending it on, and, and, how, and how much the individual items are, so that they're, they're pretty clear about that. Following, following the iCloud uh, uh, well, issues. issues last week, um, and, I and, and I, I was, of course, security was always going to be paramount for this, but, but I was maybe thinking, I don't know whether it was too late because the, 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 the keynote had already been planned since a week ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know whether they should have mentioned iCloud or no, not. I, no. I, I, I thought they were, it was a long shot, but. I thought it might have been made part of the update, uh, the updates at the start, but they, he so threw that out the, out the window anyway. So, so the tap and go in this is, is right up the top of the phone. So you're tapping the top of the phone. So Apple pays what it's called. It'll be part of Passbook. Mate, I don't think it'll be long. It'll probably be done by Christmas. Commonwealth Bank will be all over this because they always are. They'll, they'll want to have this in market immediately. So we won't, we won't see it take too long for Apple Pay to come to Australia. But to be clear, Apple Pay is, is their name for their kind of Passbook integration with NFC. 
It is, though, just NFC. So your, your Caltex terminal that's got PayPass, it'll work. They don't need to do anything different. We should talk too about uh, all the telcos came out today and said they're supporting the they're going to they're going to offer the the iPhone six and six plus on their networks. A bit of a wars erupted though between some of the telcos. I think Telstra and Optus are both offering up to four hundred and fifty dollars to new customers mm. if they were to break their contract. Yeah, so it's essentially so that that thing that's really annoying is the contract breaking. The carriers are offering you to pay for you to break your contract with another carrier up to four hundred and fifty bucks now. The reason this is happening with the iPhone, because look, everyone has heard about this. It's such a public release, public announcement. People, we've made the news, so everyone thinking, oh, when's a new iPhone coming out? So often, a lot of users plan their phone purchase or plan update around the time of the new iPhone. So hence the reason why Telstra and Optus didn't do this for the Samsungs, didn't do this for HTC. They only do it for the iPhone because of this. And there's going to be a line around the block and people, there's already people in front of the George Street Apple Store now waiting a week and a half for this device. So we are going to see those scenes. We say every year, how long can this go on? This is now the, the seventh year of the iPhone in Australia. And I think the lines for this will be bigger than ever. I agree, hundred percent. This will be record lines in Sydney around the Apple Store. I think the other thing is you've got to you've got to feel for people like Samsung execs who sit there going, "We've we've already got that, we've done that." But but secretly, I think also deep down they're going, "That's good." Because it validates everything they've done, it validates their phones, it validates what they're doing, and it just gives them credibility in a sense too. So need to remember, Apple's not always first. No, they're not always first. But when they get there with their version of it, it's excellent. Yes, like you know, look at the iPod; they weren't the first MP3 player. The iPhone that was kind of the first real smartphone with touchscreen and all that. But they, they, there are often like features like NFC, all these things that we've been talking about. They, they do it in their own their own time, and when they do it, they do it right. And you know what? You can see right now. Looking back, you can see Apple Pay, the Passbook being planned, because when Passbook was launched, it was like, what the hell's that? Like, why? Okay, for loyalty cards? No way. That was always going to be their wallet. It just had to, they had to get it right. And also, remember, we're a bit lucky in Australia. Australians have the highest adoption of that technology. We, we're a bit blinded by that. It's like Tim Cook had to explain tap and go here in America, yes. right? So we're, we're a different country. We're ahead of the ball. I heard a story. Uh, one of the journalists on this trip said that they wanted to use pay and go at a store here. Mm. They actually had the terminal, and the store owner didn't realize that it would even exist. And he showed the store owner the tap and go, and he went, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. So it just goes to show that. But I think with the with the Apple Pay, there's obviously a revenue play here too. I think Apple are going to clip the ticket for all these transactions too. There has to be some kind of, mm. some few dollars in their pocket as well for each transaction. You think of the revenue they could generate, and, and this is going to catch on. As we said, this is now mainstream, this technology. Yeah. This is going to be a little earner for Apple as well, yeah, I think. Yeah. You take 0.01% of every transaction, you're making a bit of cash. Um, before we move on, let's wrap it on, on the iPhones with uh, pricing and availability. Look, essentially, we're talking about here uh, availability on the 19th, which is fantastic. That's a, a week away. Pre-orders start this Friday on the Optus, uh, on the um, Apple website, plus the telcos will be taking pre-orders too. Frankly, I mean, I love the lines. I think it's great. But I don't know why it line up people. Order on the Apple website. They courier it to your bloody house that morning, you know. I've had it delivered. Yeah, like the experience. I know, like but experience, I, I've ordered online, had the iPhone 5 delivered for my wife. It arrived at 9 a.m. at work. Just walk across the road to JB Hi-Fi. They might have one as well. Exactly. So we're talking 869 for the for the cheapest iPhone 6, which is a 16-gig iPhone 6. The cheapest iPhone 6 Plus is 999 up to 1249 The iPhone 5S is reduced now to 749 for the 16-gig. The iPhone 5C, 
529. So you also mentioned that there's a new top capacity. It's now 128, 128. gig, double of uh, 64. The 32 is gone. 32 gone. 32. See you later. You know why that I is? I thought it would have started at 32. No, well, see the thing is, you, you start at 32, your price is higher. So yeah, you, you start, you keep the 16 purely, and they, they do low runs on that purely for the price point. So uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, that's the iPhone 6. Uh, you can read heaps about that at techguide.com.au, including uh, Stephen's hands-on photos. I've got a little wrap-up of it on eftm.com.au as well. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And Stephen, we, we do it thanks to Netgear. And when you travel, you travel exclusively with the Netgear travel um, travel router, the Trek, yeah, the yeah. Trek. It's a great little product for when you're in a hotel room. You, um, you've got your wired internet. You can plug the, the Trek into your internet and then share that internet across a range of devices. And as you said to me, because I'll, I'll admit I, I've got the Trek here, but I didn't plug it in because I've got the yeah. wireless. You plug it in. <coughs> Lazy. Yeah. You plug it in because you get an extra level of security. There's a firewall built in there, so you're getting protection on your network as well so if you're a traveler like Stephen or an occasional traveler like me um, get yourself a Netgear Trek and you'll find uh, a great connectivity in your hotel rooms around the world wherever you are it's your own network you just plug it in connect and all your devices will connect as they always do each and every location check it out at netgear.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, there was a lot of anticipation ahead of this event, of course. We, we had a lot of information. We kind of nailed the, the, the specs for the iPhones, iPhone 6. I think the only thing was that was a real surprise, although it was floated as a rumor, were the names, iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. That was, that was a suggestion a couple of days ago. But the iWatch, which is what we were thinking it was going to be called, there was very little information on the ground about that. There were very hardly any leaks. I never saw many, many uh, like all these alleged leak photos. It was no just, one had a photo. It held a uh, project, this one. So Apple really kept this in-house, and it really added to the day today where he could reveal it so spectacularly mm. uh, with a Johnny I video and... Uh, right off the bat, it was... And that that video, if you haven't seen it, people, the keynotes are always available on iTunes, but it was Johnny Ive voicing it over. I think because Johnny's not a big fan of uh, live presenting, basically, but a voiceover by Johnny He's Ive... in that white room still. He's always in that white room talking to me. And he... he it, it, was a, it, was slight, it was bit by bit. You could kind of see it, like they'd show the edges, they'd show the straps, they'd show the, 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 um, the crown on the side. And the, the reason it was special... And I know it sounds crazy, fanboy stuff. But the reason it was special was because everyone was wowed by every screenshot, I mean, every grab, because we had no idea. Like we thought, wow. And, and, plenty and of bloody mock-ups, but none of them were right. Spectacular, spectacular close-ups and high-res images. And whoever puts those videos together for Apple is a genius. Because right. the, app, the, the products just look brilliant. Mm. And... I think that what I like there, just talking about the, this whole, you know, the smartwatch is nothing new. We've seen them from other companies. But Apple, I think I'm really happy to see that they've taken their own approach to it. Correct. They haven't just gone, right, here's your notifications, here's a heart rate rate monitor, and off you go. And, they, you know, Samsung, some time. Samsung's Gear 2 is a great watch. I love it. But something Tim Cook said today stood out to me. And he said, it's not, we're not just putting an iPhone interface onto a watch. And that, that, you look at you look at a Samsung Gear and you don't think it's a smartphone, but remember it's four icons and you swipe across to yes. find the icon. So the the concept of pages worth of icons is retained. Whereas what Apple's done is go no no, let's just give you a whole bunch of little little circle bubbles. You can you can zoom around them like a map and then you find the one you want. You tap on it to open it. It's a very different approach yeah. and it's. Honestly, it's going to work because it is so innovative. Now, here's the major difference, I think. I was asked this um, on the radio earlier tonight. 
is this as good as the Gear, the Gear 2? They're obviously going to draw comparisons. Sure. So I think what Apple has done here is they've created a device that's going to be of appeal to tech geeks like you and me, yep. but also style-conscious men and women. We sat with the editor of Elle Magazine Australia who was blown away by this. She was saying that this is as appealing to your style, your fashionistas, all these people who, uh, you know, this this is important to them. So it's going to appeal to both of those crowds. That, I think, is the biggest attraction of this device. And there's two sizes, 38 mil, 42 mil, and that that's, that 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 uh, refers to the height of the phone, not the diagonal. 1.5 and 1.7 inch yeah. screen. So right away, you've got a smaller version, maybe for the women or maybe for men if they don't want a bigger bigger watch. Mm. But this doesn't look like a big geeky chunky device. It looks subtle. It's it's no bigger than the watch I'm wearing right now. Probably slightly bigger. And it is a bit it's not thick. Very thick. Well, it's it's. But the way the way that it sits on the band and the the way that the edges sort of round off round off on it, mm. it kind of reduces that thickness for me. Uh, I actually wore it. There's photos of me wearing the phone, yeah. and it doesn't look too big. Like I've, there's, I put photos of the gear to the gear S from mm. Samsung on my wrist last week, and it dwarfed my wrist. The gear yeah. S was massive. Look, you made the comparison there to the to the Galaxy. Let's, I mean, there's a million different smartwatches out there now, but let's talk about the Gear 2 because it's the main competitor because it's been in market for a little while, and it is bloody good. The thing is, at, at launch, um, they'll do the same thing. But what's different here is Apple's developer ecosystem is extreme. Can you imagine at WWDC next year when they launch and show uh, like 10 different apps that are available? And here's the thing. Absolutely. I've said this a couple of times today. When the iPhone launched... It was, it was a phone that would text, give you visual voicemail and get you on the internet. No way could they have seen half of what's come. And now there's no way they will see what will come via the, the Apple Watch and developers getting together. So that's why they've announced it early because it's not available yet because they want, it, want the ecosystem to be built so that when it launches, there's 10,000 apps for it or Absolutely. whatever the heck it is, right? But what, what I like too, like the, this is the attention to detail they've gone to. It's got a touch screen, of course, for some, for some of those easy actions where you, know, you hit a yes or no button or whatever, or call or reject or whatever. And the touch screen is sensitive too. You can actually feel yes, a press. a tap or a press, that's right. But the digital crown, as they call it, which look, which I call like the winder on your watch. You know, what do they call that? The winder. That's the crown. The crown. That's right. So what the that crown's is, not a, not a common term. Well, but that is. So it looks like a normal watch with that with that component. Mm. But what that is is actually a little. It's like the click wheel on an iPod on an iPod. So you can actually rotate that to scroll up and down lists. And for those little minute little actions where a press is not necessary, you can actually wind up and down and actually press it in. But it's also the home button. There's a secondary button that that links you straight to your contacts, so all the people that you want to connect with, either by phone or message mm. or whatever, email. Uh, so I like the fact that they haven't just gone. I like Samsung's phone is just. I think there's a home button and that's it, and it's got a, a touch screen. Yeah. This has got that other little tactile feel to it. I like the fact that there's all of this also haptic feedback. So you get these little subtle vibrations that you're getting a, a notification. You tilt it. All you need to do is tilt it upwards, and then the, the screen comes to life. And you know, none of the yeah. the, the, the tilting it upwards not new. That that happens yeah. with a lot of smartwatches. But again, the, you know, there's a button there that we really it does one thing at the moment. But when developers get hold of it, who knows what they'll do with it. Absolutely. 
the, the heart rate monitor will give, uh, I mean, it really is an issue for people that are developing wearables in terms of fitness because this thing you, detects the blood flow in your, in, in your wrist to determine your pulse, your heart rate, and, and a million other things like steps. So they're going to do some serious stuff with health built into the watch without third-party apps. They've so already, it challenges they've already, they've already them, yeah. It challenges third-party app develop, developers to do something even more radical. Well, you, you think of what's out there already. There's a lot of very impressive apps already for the iPhone. Yeah, okay, yeah. Forget the watch for the moment. Very impressive apps. Can you imagine how they're going to be uh, altered and updated so that there's the, the interface continues? Uh, I spoke to uh, Belle Gibson, who was the she's developed an app called Your Pantry. Or, so it, it's, it's a way for you to uh, prepare food, shop for food, and how she was the only Australian who had early access to the, to the iWatch and the development of an app for it. And she was saying that, well, for her, rather than you having to pull a phone out in the supermarket, you can just look down at your wrist and see all the ingredients without still keeping your hands free. Mm. Even if you're in the kitchen, you can look down and see the recipe on your wrist mm. without having to grab your, pocket, your phone out of your pocket yeah. and dirty it. So that's just one example of how it can be utilized. Imagine, there's, as you said... Who knows what they're going to come up with by Worldwide Developers Conference next year. And what I love envisaging here is the Apple Store at launch. So the hands-on area where we went today was was very well laid out, and they had these these areas where they were on a, they were on on like on on stands so that you could see them there rotating. They also had them in, in cabinets because there are three different types because there are inordinate numbers colors. of bands. Yeah. Um, it looks so impressive. It looks it looks diverse. Now, the Samsung Gear 2, you can change the strap on, sure. But this has got a, an innovative way to change the strap, really easy to do. They've, they've made it so it looks like you can buy one that suits your personality. And I think that's where they've nailed this, to be honest. It sort of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where you, you, you might style it up. You know, you, you, we're coming from a tech angle, sort of the geek angle. But then someone else could choose to get the edition version, which is made out of adding carat gold and with a fancy metal band. What do you reckon that's going to cost? So, oh, look. Three forty nine is is their entry level. They reckon entry that'll be five hundred in Australia. Four fifty maybe. I think you're going to be probably going up to six seven hundred dollars. Mate, if it was six seven hundred, it'll sell like hotcakes. I reckon you'd be talking a thousand bucks for that watch. Yeah. Anyway, it's look. Bottom line, three forty nine is the American price they reckon for the starting point. There is no date. It'll be next year. Um, a very interesting product uh, and a, a very big thing in terms of what's happened to Apple today. It could change the company because you think about, but not only the watch, but the payment thing. There's a new revenue stream there. There's a whole new category of revenue for them here. The the stock market will look favorably upon them and on Tim Cook here and his leadership. Um, you know They're doing a lot here to innovate, and this is a big deal for them. I think this was a historic day, Trevor. I honestly do. I think... Uh, it's, you know, it's a funny thing to say, and people some, some people... Um, we'll probably bag us for saying that, but I'm telling you, this is, it's going to sound stupid, but this is the kind of thing that I'll remind my kids that in, in five, ten years, no, no, I was there when, when they announced that thing. Yeah, I say to people I was there for the first iPad and things like that. So mm. this is uh, a new direction, and the Flint Center where we were today for the performing arts in Cupertino was where Steve Jobs unveiled the iMac, the first Mac. Mm. He unveiled the first iMac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has a nice little Apple like symmetry there where here's this pretty new product a new direction for the company and look what's happened the past two times the company's gone on to bigger and better things and as we said earlier tim cook i think hit it out of the park today yeah. uh, in terms of his leadership and, and the way that he presented the new products uh there's uh, i think in in the feedback that, that i've had personally on my social media i've been sharing photos on instagram and voice and on twitter and facebook 
the watch seemed to get the most reaction. Yeah, People were saying, got to have it, love it. That seemed to me to be really positive. Was that the same for you? Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of conversation about the, the iPhones, but I think everyone was uh, enamored with the, the idea of something brand new because unfortunately for Samsung, for Motorola, for Sony, they've got the publicity here. Apple is creating this category not by being first, but by being so big. And, and they hate, like it or hate it, that's how Apple rolls, and, and that's the publicity but, they've got today. You've got to say, the, the, this is more than just a smartwatch. They've really they've spent, I reckon this has been in development for years. It's got to be four or five years. It has to be. That, this isn't something you couldn't come up with in months. No. This has been thought out so thoroughly that... It shows the, the 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 money is on the screen, as they say. You know yeah. what they've done with it. You can tell exactly where yeah. they've worked on this, and look at the result. Got some of the details at eftm.com.au, and Stephen's got a stack of photos from his hands-on time, including videos at techguide.com.au. All right, extended edition here of Two Blokes Talking Tech from San Jose after the Cupertino launch of the iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, and Apple Watch today. Stephen, um, wrap it up. The ending was probably what, what blew me away. And it was interesting because last night I said to you, I said, have you heard the rumours that you too might be here? And, and this morning you, you confirmed to me that they, they denied it. But then at the end, um, Tim Cook said, look, if there's one thing that defines Apple, it's music. You know, we have iTunes, we have we we launched iPod, all those things, yeah. and there's nothing bigger than you two. And out they came, well, um, out came the the drums, and, my and then exact words I think on Instagram were holy shit, yes, you exactly. two is in the house. And you know, I this is you know I don't know if people are familiar with Vine, but Vine's a six second uh, looping yeah. video. I've had a Vine today that's had over five thousand loops. It's just yeah. going insane. People watching just six seconds of you two yeah. performing. So Bono and you two performed one of the songs from their new album, and then they. Uh, kind of awkwardly in a scripted moment um, uh, had a fun moment with Tim Cook to announce that at that very moment they were launching their new album on iTunes for free so until about wow. mid-October when it, when it becomes uh, widely available in other, other platforms it's free so if you've got an iTunes account and that's half a billion people yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a couple of things here it's free so you can get it now for free download it even if you don't like you to yeah. download it it's free absolutely um, they want to set a record here, right? They yeah. they want to say they want to have one hundred million to, downloads yeah, exactly in one. Right. You know, this will be huge. Bono's Bono's got a big check from Apple, no doubt, because that's a commercial agreement. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they have a long-standing relationship with a lot of the charity work that U two do yep. through the product Red and different well, things launched, like that. They launched the U two. Remember back in two thousand and four, I think it was. They had the U two iPod, the red yeah. and black one. Yeah. That was launched where we were for the iPad Mini launch, right. California, California Theater. Theater. Yeah, which is just up the road here in San Jose. So. Uh, you two uh, again in uh, in with Apple and and you know two big big company two big big band big company they seem to make great music together they, they do they they make good they make good tunes um, it was a huge event uh, and there was a good way to end it and generally it was an unbelievable vibe in that theater and um, and I think the the coverage has been over overwhelmingly positive obviously there's been people comparing things to Android and saying they've got it first I've seen plenty of memes kind of going around saying welcome to 2006 and stuff like that you know the Nexus all that kind of stuff but in the end it doesn't matter Apple make it easy just because you've got uh, you know turbos in a car doesn't mean that you've done it well if it performs badly if you've got the features you've got to do it right and that's what Apple does and I think that's going to prove um, itself very yeah. clearly in the, the next few years the, uh, the the Apple polish is definitely all over these products and people once they get their hands on them well the iPhones next week 
you'll see for yourself just how Im much improved the iPhones are, the size of them, how thin they are. The quality is right there. You cannot miss it. Apple does quality. They do it very well. Check out all of our news and stories at techguide.com.au, at eftm.com.au. And uh, we'll be back again next week with another episode of Two Bucks Talking Tech, getting back to normal, all the other tech news. And, uh, Stephen, it's been lovely spending time with you in yes, San Jose. It has been. Do we know the way to San Jose? We sure do. We do, as long as we know the way home, is what yeah. I say. We'll be back in Australia at the end of the week. Uh, Stephen will be cheering on the bunnies. Uh, go the bunnies. I'll get on the yeah. bandwagon again now that yeah. Parramatta's gone. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks to Netgear for their support. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.